What's up guys? You are on the air and off the books with Beth Ann and Samantha. And today we are going to be talking about The Whisper Man bum, 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 by Alex North. So this book was suggested to us by a patron. Super fan. Yes, super fan. Woo! Sorry, you might not actually be a super fan, but we are We think in you. our minds that you're the superest of fans. Yes. You are like on the same level as Doug. Your OG fan. Our assistant director, Doug, he is the super fan of all super fans. That's so. very true. You guys are the number one fan together. Yes. So, yes, we read this book for you. Yes. Thank you for the recommendation. We need more of these. Yeah. And we. I think I actually like really like this book. I like it as well. It was very... Um, it's like a slow burn thriller. Yes. Like it's very, and it has like these like wisps of like this paranormal in mm-hmm. it. And I didn't, we both did not see the ending. No, we, at I, all. I definitely did not like, nowhere in my mind was the ending That, out. the outcome. Yeah. I agree. And it like, Makes me think that I need to, when I read another thriller, I'm really going to, like, pay attention to, like, every single... Solitary character. character Yeah. That even gets mentioned. Because... (sighs) Yeah, and I was... Yeah. It threw... It really threw me off. Like, it was just like, hmm, I never, like... I don't know. Okay, so let's summarize the book, and then we can get into, like, spoilery things. Yes. So do you want to summarize? You want me to? Okay. <laughs> Let me try to do my summary because you know when I try to summarize a book, I'm like all over the place. It's a roller coaster ride. My mind just like thinks of things. I'm like, yeah, this happened. Wait, this happened too. Oh, and backtrack, and that happened, and then yeah. before that, that, and that, this yes. happened. Yes. Okay. Perfect. So let me let me think of my best summary. <laughs> okay, so the Whisper Man is about. So I didn't even realize that it was two characters. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't realize. So there are technically, like, okay, so technically there are three main characters, right? Yeah. There's Jake, the little boy. Yes. His dad, um, Tom. Tom. And then the detective, Pete. Yes. Um, and these are the three main characters, and then the chapters will um, switch between these characters, and then there are um, killer um, chapters sprinkled in the middle of all of that. Right. Um, Samantha thought that Pete, Detective Pete and Tom were the same person. Yes. Because for, a, for a hot minute. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized, wait, there's two different characters. So basically Pete's story is that he is a former detective. I think he's still at, is a detective, but he's yes. kind of like on, um, I don't know if he's on like a probation or I like think a leave. He, no, I think he's just like on the back burner. He like has like taken a set, a seat back like, he's not in the forefront of all the investigations. You know, he's yeah. older. He's, like, done his big, you know, mission. And then he's just like, okay, let's have others step up. Yeah. Because there's always, like, this dynamic between him and then, like, the the chief. Mm-hmm. Lyons, I think is his name. L-Y-O-N-S. Yeah. Um, because Lyons um, was able to secure his job over the whole department based off of Pete's, like big success story yeah um and there's like this animosity between them both because lions feel like he was just like he took something that should have belonged to pete and pete just didn't want it but he deserved it but lions Mm -hmm. didn't really like there's that weird dynamic in between they talk about that quite a lot which doesn't really have a lot to do with the story 
But it's just like world building, character building, and stuff like that. So Pete was on the investigation of the Whisper Man. Correct. And he, um, the Whisper Man's name was, um, gosh. Frank. Frank. Yes. Carter? I think so. I can't remember, but it, it's definitely it was Frank. Frank something. Um, because, um, but I, I I can only remember the first name because his son is named after him. Yes. Francis or something like yes. that. Um, but Frank is the Frank murderer. Frank is the murderer, and he is incarcerated in prison. So he was um, caught a while back for murdering children. Specifically young boys. Yes. And so Pete has been going to visit Frank because these murders start happening again and it's basically a copycat killer. Right. Of the original Whisper Or murders. they think that it's a copycat killer or they believe that it's somebody who was an accomplice to Frank. Right. Um, because Frank has never really revealed mm-hmm. his, like, final kill. They still can't find the body of that boy. And it's been, like, what, 20 years or something like that? Or not yeah. 20 years, but a really long time. And he still goes to him so that he can find the body so that the body can be reunited yes. with the family. But he, like, taunts Pete. You yeah. know, he, like, it bullies the detective. He's, 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 he's a really weird, sadistic, like murderer yeah i have like a problem with him because like he's designed to make you uncomfortable Mm -hmm. but like he also there's always like in every book that we've ever read i don't know if you feel the same way but in every book that we've ever read the murderer always has some kind of motive some kind of like desire but that's never revealed for frank you never see why he decides that he's going to murder these boys yeah and like does and it just yeah he just does and he's just this mean, nasty man. And that's all that he is. And he does these things for no reason. He picks and bullies for no reason. And he's just evil to be evil. Like, I didn't really understand him as a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> like, from what we've read over and over and over again. Like, he doesn't have a greater purpose. He doesn't have, like... You can obviously tell that he's probably, like, mentally wrong somehow. But... You can't understand why he goes after this specific, per, like, young boys and why, especially when he has a young boy himself, mm-hmm. like, nothing is ever revealed in that situation that shows you why he does what he does and what motivates him to be this person. Yeah. So I think that was kind of confusing for me because, like, I guess I wanted more, like, creep factor with him. Yeah. And um, it's... Yeah, there are trigger warnings for, like, obviously it's a crime thriller, so there are going to be, like, dead people. But it's not explicit. Yeah, it's not. No, they don't go into detail about the boys' bodies or anything like that, really. Yeah. They give you just enough, and then your imagination kind of, like, goes in weird directions with it. Yeah. So if you're worried that it's going to be too gory or gruesome, it's not that. Yeah. But, um, so, Pete is trying to get Frank to tell him where Frank's last victim is. Yes. And in 20 years, Frank still has not revealed where this last victim is. He just knows. He just tells him he's dead, but I'm not going to tell you where he is. Yeah. So moving over to Tom and Jake. So Tom and Jake move into this house. And 
everybody says it's like the creepy house on the block. And, and the reason they move is because Tom's wife, Rebecca, dies. Died. And they're yep. wanting a new start. Yes. So they get into this house, and Tom, like, notices, like, this guy is just, like, creeping outside and, like, looking in his garage windows. And then Jake, the son, is, he's got what Tom thinks are imaginary friends. But Tom notices that he's, like, these these kids are actually talking, or, like, these friends are actually talking back yeah. through... Jake. Right, like he's channeling them somehow or something? Yeah. So Jake's like talking to his imaginary friend one day and he's like, Tom's like, who are you talking to? Like, who are you talking to? And Jake is, Jake is like, I'm talking to the boy on the floor. Yeah, that was the creepiest part, I think, of the whole book. Yeah. And so Tom is like, what the heck? The boy on the floor, blah, 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 blah. And so Tom goes in to the garage. And this might be a spoiler. Yeah, so this is kind of a spoiler. I think after this we're kind of getting into, like, the meat and bones of the book. Yeah. Um, but he goes into the garage. And he's, like, looking through the boxes. And he's, like, I think, like, one of, like, the little um, clues throughout the book are there's, like, butterflies. Yeah. So there's, like, butterflies in the garage, and there's just all these boxes. And I don't know if um, he it was, like, in the floor. I yes. didn't understand if it was in the floor. So, like, he pulls a panel up out of the floor, mm-hmm. and in the floor is a dead body. Like, bones. Bones. Um, and, like, it freaks him out. He calls the police because... Um, what happens the night because and he's like really dead freaked out because the night before all of or the night before or a couple of days before, um, he caught his son downstairs at the front door with somebody's yes. fingers through the slot of the mailbox, yeah, like whispering at his son, yeah. But the cops didn't believe him, so now he's like calling the police and letting them know like, hey, you guys didn't believe me. You guys gotta come over, and so now they're starting to uncover the fact that. You know, this is who they've been looking for, and they've got to try to figure out, like, mm-hmm. okay, the pieces are finally falling together. Um, I I guess I wanted more from Jake and him seeing the ghosts. Yeah. Because, honestly, this is a huge spoiler, so prepare yourselves. Three, two, one. Okay. <laughs> so the little girl that Jake talks to constantly is actually his his mother. Yeah. Um, like, he kind of, like, envisions her young. Mm-hmm. And, like, she talks to him. Because he sees a photograph. Right. And she warns him of the Whisper Man. Mm-hmm. And, like, makes him recite these rhymes to prepare him so that he could guard himself against being captured. Yeah. I mean, he does get captured. He ends up being fine. Um and then, oh, one of the biggest things, too, is that the detective is yeah, Tom's like, dad. They finally bring the stories together, like, yeah. three-fourths of the way through. And, yeah, the detective ends up being Tom's dad. And you're like, what? Because Tom, like, this whole time is telling people my parents are dead. Yeah. But what he really means is, like... He's dead to me. He's like, dead to me because his dad was an alcoholic and he abused his mother so it was like all these past traumas yeah all brought to the surface and then when they he finally meets the detective he's like 
Oh my gosh, like my dad. My dad just walked into my house and like I had no idea that he lived here and like it just kind of like glues everything together and that's like halfway through the book too Mm -hmm. is that finally both worlds meet and the story becomes one story. Yeah. It's not just like highlights of everything else. Um, It was kind of sad though because like you could like when you're reading it you know that like Pete has like recovered and is like a recovering alcoholic and he like really wants to get to know his grandson and his son, and right. just, he talks about, like, how proud he is. I don't think that Pete wants to make it right, but I think he wants to start over. Yeah. And, like, build a brand new beginning with yeah. them both. Yeah. And I think that's sweet and realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed that because he's just like, you know, maybe I didn't do it. I, I, he recognizes that he failed, but he's hoping, I think, that maybe he can have something fresh with Jake. And I did say he abused his mother. He didn't abuse his mom. He... Okay, he threw a, when Tom was little, he saw Pete throw a glass at his mom. And that just, like, stuck with him. And he's like, oh, he's he's rude to my mom. Like, he abused her and whatnot. When really, like, Pete reveals that he wasn't throwing the glass at his mom. He was, he was mad at the glass and he was throwing it because he was mad. Because of what he had got himself into yeah, with it. Yeah, that he was an What alcoholic. he had done, right. So it kind of, like, they kind of reconcile in the end and, like, come to terms with each other. And, like, yeah. um, doesn't Pete die? Pete does die. Yeah. He does get murdered by the killer. The killer, unfortunately. When yeah. Jake gets taken, he gets stabbed. And he gets put in the hospital. And it's really, really, I didn't expect that either to happen. Like, I thought that they would be, like, happy ending. Yeah, like, I did too. But then when I, when you read that Jake's talking to Pete. Yeah. It's you're not, like, oh, he's. He's dead. That's like, so sad. Yeah. And it's, and also, like, I thought for sure that Karen had something to do with it. Oh, I did too. So Karen is the, um, is Tom's kind of like, I wouldn't say his girlfriend, but just like a friend that he. They're hitting it off. Yeah. He meets her because his, his son and her son go to school together. And Karen ends up being this reporter. And, like, Tom finds out because of the bones that got discovered in his garage. And he goes back to his house to return home. And Karen's there, like, with her, like, reporting. Reporting, doodly-doo. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, I think that my theory was that Karen and her husband were, like, because Karen didn't really, he asked, Tom asked Karen, like, are you seeing anybody? And she's like, oh, my husband's, like, not around. Like, he's not. In the picture. In the picture. And so I was like, eh. Because there was mentioned at one point that somebody had married one of the inmates. Yeah. And that we thought it was, like, Norman Collins. Or, I can't remember which. It's one of the ones that they had investigated because they thought that maybe he was, like, involved in some of the murders with Frank. And I thought, like, when you had said that she has to be the wife. Yeah. Like, that married him in the prison and, like, mm-hmm. is secretly on the side, like, doing all of these things so I could get, I don't know, satisfaction or something like that. Or, like, continue yeah. on, like, this legacy or whatever. Um, I thought for sure that would have been a cool twist. But that it was would've. not... Like, no, the twist that, like, the final reveal of the killer was not anything that I was suspecting. Like, this character was mentioned, like, maybe twice. Yeah. Like, for, like, two seconds. And as a young, young boy, not even, like, in his adult life, really. Not really. 
Well, he was the teaching assistant. Yeah, but I mean, but under a alias. Right. Yeah. So you so would never know. So not even like putting like two and two together to make to know like that because if they, she would have said or he, if the author would have said the name, Alex North is a boy, right? Yes, he's a boy. Okay. We think. Sorry. We think so. Sorry. Um, if the author would have said the name of the assistant, teacher's assistant, you would have known immediately. Yeah. That it was this guy. Like, right. Because that would have been way too. So it makes sense that he had an alias. But I didn't even think, like, okay, like, who's going to know, like, all of this personal information? I didn't even think, yeah. like, oh, he's a child. He's going to school. He's going to, like, repeat everything to, like, his teachers and That's whatnot. true. Because the whole thing was is that nobody in the public eye knew about the whispers mm-hmm. when – because what was happening is was that is he was – the Frank was going into the kids, whispering to them out their window, and then stealing them away. Mm-hmm. But that never came up in, like, the public court system. That never was revealed. The only people who knew that was, um, no. Yes, there's something about, I can't remember how to, I can't really figure out how to say it. But when when Pete goes in to talk to Frank, Pete says, have they said anything about the whispers? And then, you know, um, Pete freezes and he says, like, Excuse me, like nobody, you know, you nobody has said that in the media that that has happened. Like, so you know that the new person that's stealing these kids is whispering like you whispered to these kids. So he, they were thinking, that's why they were thinking like this is the an accomplice that was helping you way back when. Yeah. Or something like that. So I never thought when you put all of those details together that it had to be somebody who was on the inside of the whole situation witnessing these atrocities happening knowing how everything went down yeah. because like he couldn't have known unless he was directly involved in some way mm-hmm. but it was also so weird too is because when Frank the killer found out who it was he didn't really know either mm-hmm. did he i mean it was kind of confusing to me because yeah and he was mad yeah which shocked me yeah i didn't think that he would be that mad about it right Like, I didn't understand why. Unless he was just, in his mind, the greatest. Yeah. And nobody could ever compare to him and what he did. Yeah. So, the killer is Frank's son. (laughs) Yeah. Francis. Francis. Francie boy, a.k.a. George. (laughs) Yes. And his mom ratted out Frank um, so that she could get out and stop it. Because he he was abusing her, I think, and threatening her to get her to stay silent. Because she and she was trying to save her family, so eventually she found a way to get the detectives in the house, right? Um, and that's how he was found out. So she was able to get Francis out of the home, but apparently he wanted to win his father's approval anyway, and so he started to do these murders as well. Yeah, and like at first, like when he takes the first kid, he's like freaking out like he's like I can't believe I did that like I don't yeah I didn't like want to do this but now like I can't stop doing it yeah I've already done it exactly and he was talking about how like he just wanted to take these kids because they were lonely and sad and like make them the perfect child perfect right because 
I'm thinking maybe that he felt he wasn't the perfect child. Right, and that's why his dad had to bring all these other kids into the picture because he wasn't good enough. Exactly, and so he decides he's going to try to create this perfect boy. When in reality, I just think he's also a psychopath and just wanted to murder people too. And then it leaves you on a huge cliffhanger because you don't know if his dad killed him or not in prison. I think his dad did. I think so too because like... Frank comes in, and the thing that Frank did was he would pull the kids' shirts over their heads. Right. So Frank comes in to Francis's cell because apparently he's, like, the OG of, like, the prison. Yeah, like, and he everybody lets him do whatever man, he wants. I guess. So he gets into Francis's cell, and, like, the last thing where it leaves off is Francis pulling his shirt Up over, over his, his head. head. I think he's dead. Yeah. I but there is him. a book, too. Yes. So... And the book isn't about the Whisper Man killer. It's actually about the woman detective that we didn't mention in the story. Right. Amanda? Amanda. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like, I don't know, if I, is it Bates or something like that? I don't know. But you do get her perspective a little bit throughout the story. You do. I kind of feel like, I don't know. Like, do you think Tom's going to be in this one? I don't think so. You don't think so? I think it's one of those things where um, the only, like, linking factor is they're just her cases, Mm -hmm. and then everything else is fresh, and that's what makes it the series. I wonder if it's going to, like, be a continuing series, like, every book they pick, like, a new, like, side character in that book to continue the next story. It might be, like, it was Amanda for this one, and then the next one will be somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's possible, yeah. Yeah. Because she was more of a side character to me. Yeah, she than was definitely she, a side character. She was not a main character in this book. Now, yeah. she was she was valid, and she provided some kind of, like, emotional, like... She did save Tom, though. She did, yeah. yes. And she was more crucial towards the end of the story, but she wasn't such a, like... She wasn't such a big part that she deserved to be one of the main characters. Yeah. Um, I don't know which is odd that she would, but it it would have to be her because obviously um, Pete's dead. dead. Yeah. So if it, I think it's advertised as like a horror as well. Yeah. Which I wouldn't agree with that. No, No, it's definitely like a crime thriller. It is. It's more of a paranormal thriller. Yeah. But it's very light on the paranormal. Yes. Um, that's just like a sprinkle in for like some intrigue. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was really good. It's a very slow burn if you really like to be invested in the characters' emotions, what they're thinking, them processing the situations. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really like to be married to characters and like feel what they feel and like really know them. Yeah. A lot of the chapters are delving into how they're thinking, feeling, dealing with their grief, dealing with their loss, mm-hmm. um, dealing with their addictions, um, processing what's happening. Because if you take all of that out and leave the main bits of the story, it would be ten chapters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of character development. It's a lot of growth. It's a lot of this and that. So if you really want to be invested in a story with all of the characters and make connections and like, walk through something. And it it's written to be, like, very realistic to me. Yeah. Even though the little boy sees ghosts, but... Right. But little kids, they always say that little kids always, like... Are more perceptive. See the paranormal and whatnot, but... Right. But if we, you look at, like, his alcoholism and if you look at all these other yeah. things that happen, it's very much written as if it's, like, telling 
a story about Mm -hmm. all the puzzle pieces coming together. So it's good. Very good recommendation. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Shout out to you. Yes. And we do have this book in a physical copy. Yep, physical copy. We have an audiobook on Libby, the ebook on Libby. Yes. You can get it any way you want. Mm-hmm. So, you guys need to come in and check out the book or check it out on Hoopla or Libby. And you need to tell us what you think about it and tell us if we should read the second book. Shadowlands. I yes. That's what it's called. Yes. And I did buy that book on mistake because I meant to buy like the Whisper Man. Oh. But I accidentally had her ordered the Shadowlands. My bad. But at least I have that book now so I can read it. But yes, you guys have to read it and tell us what you think. And then join us on our next episode. We are going to be reviewing Light Lark um, by Alex Astor, which is a really popular on Book Talk right now. It's kind of like the scandal of Book Talk. So it's scandalous? The book itself is not scandalous. It's the author. The author, like how she became an author, like people mm-hmm. aren't agreeing with it. So but we can we'll talk. have to talk about that yeah. later because I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that on our episode um, when we review the book. Scandal, intrigue, fantasy. Yes. So join us for next episode. Light Lark, the scandal of TikTok. The scandal of TikTok. BNS. <laughs> I like it. Scandal. The BNS scandal. It's always a scandal. All right. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a great rest of your week. Bye.